Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. For episode eight, we're bringing back Althea Stevens, whom you might remember from our season one episode on quality. But today, we're going to be talking to Althea and our special guest, Corey Bailey, about Upsurge Baltimore. Corey is the Relationship Development Director of Upsurge Baltimore. A native of Durham, North Carolina, Corey is a natural community builder, adept at cultivating and leveraging relationships for collective benefit. Experience in tech sales and leadership for both large companies and startups, Corey brings a win-win perspective to his work. Corey leads upsurge efforts with entrepreneurs and investors, connecting dots, identifying opportunities, and breaking down barriers to help facilitate growth. It's great to have you both with us for episode eight of Ask Anything to talk about Upsurge Baltimore. Althea, Corey, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Great. Thanks, Angel. Well, it's great to have you guys in. This is a great project that I personally just learned through Althea. So I have to say, I do love a line that I read on your website, Corey, and it reads, we're not trying to be just the next great tech city. We're becoming the country's first Equitech City, which leads me to want to dive right into what is Upsurge Baltimore about and how it came to be. Yeah, and Hal, thanks, thanks for having me. That's a great question. And I'm really glad you led with that quote. Uh, Upsurge Baltimore is an effort to elevate Baltimore into the top tier of, of tech cities uh, in the country and in the world, really, but to do it from a uniquely Baltimore perspective. Uh, which is what you mentioned. We are viewing this and, and our mission is to become the world's first Equitech city. And what that means is the world's truly first truly inclusive innovation economy. From the very beginning, there are a lot of cities um, that, that we are learning from, the brain hubs that are out there. You think about San Francisco, Austin, Boston, New York, LA. Um, but those also happen to be some of the most wealth divided cities in our country as well because of dislocation and, and gentrification. So we prioritize a lot of the same work and effort that goes into elevating um, a knowledge economy, working with founders and companies, access to capital, talent development and pathways, um, collect, co collaboration and connection within the ecosystem. But we also very intentionally focus on sort of storytelling and marketing, telling a new story for Baltimore, uh, people that are here know the energy and effort that's going into how we're building our city. Uh, people outside of, of Baltimore don't haven't quite caught on yet. We think a lot about pathways into tech jobs and, and, and knowledge economy jobs for more Baltimoreans. And that's all the way from, say, programs that are introducing elementary school kids to robotics, all the way up to sort of job training and, and uh, talent management platforms and, and opportunities for people to plug in to the knowledge economy that way. And then we're also working very closely on advocating for policies that will help people uh, sort of prosper in place is what we call that, that work stream, where people can get access to more, to more quality jobs while developing their communities at the same time so that we don't have the natural gentrification that's happened in some of those other cities. So becoming the world's first Equitech city is our goal, it's a 10 year vision. Uh, but we're about a year into that work and, and really excited about the progress that we've made so far. And Althea, how did you become a part of Upsearch Baltimore? Um, actually, I heard about Upsearch Baltimore from our marketing department. Uh, I had received a flyer or some um, electronic mail about 
this 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 new group of you know you know go getters I guess if you want to call them that in Baltimore area and I was super excited and psyched about just the opportunity of being involved with this organization and so I applied and I was accepted as one of the mentors and I was on the government policy team and that it was it was such a joyful experience in that you got to meet with and you know meet and, and be with people who are just all walks of life just from you know just all walks of life and it, and it made such a difference for just from the diversity and the different perspectives that we got to engage in and talk through about me you know because we're coming from our own lived experiences and they were all completely different and those experiences you know culminated into what our product out of government's government policy was for Upstarts Baltimore. So it was a really great experience and I and I can't wait to do more work with, with the group. But yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I heard through it, I heard from it from marketing and, and then took the ball running. That's a, Corey and Elfia, that's a great story. It's a great, everything you mentioned are things that we've talked about here and Ask Anything from early childhood development in the tech community. We just did a podcast recently about um, STEM camps here locally in Indiana. So it's, it, you resonate, everything you, you said just resonates uh, completely with us. But I want to ask you real quickly, what are some of the early successes that you had so far with Upsearch? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and one of them is what Althea just mentioned, you know, that she was part of our Upsurge teams process. That was a process that we had last summer over the course of about four months where we brought together over 200 Baltimoreans to surface our priorities in, in key sectors of the, of the tech economy. Everywhere from certain sectors like cybersecurity, digital health, education, you know, things that are, are really sort of pivotal industries uh, within the tech economy, all the way to certain activities like real estate, um, inclusive entrepreneurship, talent development. So we had about 10 to 15 people on each team uh, giving us a roadmap, if you will. We asked them to talk about quick win opportunities, things that we could start to implement right away. Uh, we asked them to think about systems change efforts, you know, things that we need to start thinking about now that four, five, six years down the road need to be sort of systematically changed. And then we asked for moonshot ideas. You think big, dream big. What are the things that if we can accomplish by the year 2030 in Baltimore would really put this industry or this activity uh, on the map for our city. And it, it resulted in about 162 recommendations, all of which we're currently putting into sort of a dashboard that we can track progress towards, many of which are already happening, like the Be More Tech Connect. You can go to baltimore.tech, check that out. It is a resource portal of all the people, resources, and assets that exist in Baltimore related to tech. That was one common recommendation throughout many of the teams. So we got the ball rolling on that project in partnership with Fearless. Um, and powered by Ecomap, both strong Baltimore companies that helped us collaborate on that effort. Um, so the Upsurge Teams process was definitely one of our um, early successes. Uh, we've also just recently graduated the first ever class of the Techstars Equitech Accelerator. That is, Techstars is a, a global accelerator brand, very uh, adept at community building, building mentorship, a, a huge bench of mentors to bring to bear to help companies accelerate. Um, in a certain geography. And this was this was Baltimore's first Techstars Accelerator. We had 12 phenomenal companies come through, three of which were homegrown. So we pat ourselves on the back for having uh, uh, three companies that fit this Equitech thesis uh, for Techstars. 
uh, and nine companies that joined us from everywhere from Germany, uh, the UK, Canada, uh, Detroit, DC, New York. Um, so we, we, were, we were blessed to have uh, their demo day last Thursday at M&T Bank Stadium um, in, the, in the club level. And there's a lot of, of energy um, and, and excitement for, for what they brought to the ecosystem. So I'll say that our upstairs teams process uh, and now graduating our very first Techstars uh, Equitech Accelerator class are two early successes, quickly followed by Stanley plus Techstars class surrounding electrification. So they're currently in Baltimore growing some hard tech companies around electrification. And, and so we're excited to be sort of the epicenter now of inclusive entrepreneurship and tech growth in the mid-Atlantic. And, and it's only going to grow from there. I got to say, you, you mentioned a lot of great successes so far. I was going to ask about current successes, but you kind of jumped the gun on that one. So I appreciate that. Um, but <laughs> but but kind of to summarize, so over 130 some odd goals, basically, you had your own tech star graduation. And now, I mean, you, you're basically touching global landscape with the folks that you've connected throughout the world. That sounds that's a very impressive list of things to have within how long now? One year, you know, you know, wow. this, this one year. So it's, it's, um, you know, when you put it that way, it seems like a lot. Um, <laughs> it is a lot. Huh? <laughs> we, we, we sort of, um, you know, our default is to quote my friend, Marty Gway at Stanley Black and Decker. We focus on relentless incrementalism. We want to take steps forward every day towards this goal um, and it's not just us, you know, Al Alfia mentioned the group uh, that came together from different sectors, different corners of the city, different walks of life, different backgrounds and lived experiences. All of these leaders and these phenomenal founders and investors and companies already existed in Baltimore. There just wasn't sort of an alignment of the stars, um, sort of one central thesis or, or mission that we could all align with. Uh, and bringing these, everyone together and bringing this effort to bear around the idea of becoming the world's first Equitech city um, has been really powerful in pulling those connections together. So, you know, we can take credit a little bit for the convening, for the collaborating and for sort of the, the, the language of that energy, but the energy was there already. Um, so we're just sort of bringing that all into focus for Baltimore. Um, and it's been, it's been really, really great to see and not just from people connected to tech, but, you know, it's crossed over into the creative community, into government, uh, into, you know, local and state officials, uh, all sort of saying, hey, there's something really special happening in Baltimore. How can we plug in and, and help? So it's a citywide effort. And, and it's been really, really phenomenal to, to watch, you know, our first year after our first year and see where we can take it in years to come. Uh, just real quick, I was going to say uh, that's very impressive for one year. It's very impressive for your first year, but you know what it really sounds like? A good start. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a good start. Yeah. And that's, you know, we think about a lot about startup communities, how they grow, what what's needed. You know, the leaders have to be the founders. They have to be the companies. We have to sort of bring all resources in, and networks to bear to help them grow and succeed. But we say it's a 10-year vision, and we always think about it being like, from today, <laughs> right? So it's a 10-year vision from January 1 of last year. It was a 10-year vision from January 1 of this year. It's a 10-year vision from March 3rd from, of right. this year. It has to take that sort of mindset of 
we have the people and the resources that are going to be here, stick with it. There'll be new players and, and, and people to come into it, but we've got to sustain this effort for, for, mm -hmm. for years to come. And I got to say that uh, just the work that is done behind the scenes is so impressive. Uh, you know, just, you know, uh, Corey, just speaking about the, the newsletter that Jamie McDonald, who is the CEO, that she, the, the work that she does, it's so impressive. And just the information that she disseminates to this audience is, it's, it's breathtaking. You know, it's so much out there that Baltimore is doing that a lot of people don't know about, you know, and I, and I share this, this knowledge with my friends around the city. I was like, you guys have no idea what's happening underneath the covers. But a lot is a lot is happening, and it's so exciting just to be a part of, even from my little corner of it. It's it's really exciting to watch what the next ten years will bring to the city. And I have to say, I know you didn't want to pat yourself, Corey, or the organization in the back, but I do have to say you have to because you're right. The leadership was there. You know, the companies were there. They're they're there, but you needed a conduit to pull everybody together, mm -hmm. to basically funnel all of that energy that maybe one CEO or one CIO or maybe one government official was doing on their own. And with you guys coming up with Upsurge Baltimore and bringing this together, now you become that funnel. And so you're basically taking all that energy and all that positive thought and just putting it to practice you know, within your limits. And so now you're driving that force. So I do, I do have to say, I do have to commend you and the leadership of Upsearch because it's a great undertaking and a 10 year plan that definitely like Brian was saying, it, it is a success, but it's a start. Like you were saying, it's just a time now to keep on building on that. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And that that's a great analogy. You know, we always talk about being a conduit or a convener. We, we definitely just want to bring the right people together um, surrounding different subject matter. We you know we have a, a working group um, around talent development and pathways. You know, we have a, a working group around government tech and, and veteran and intelligence community, entrepreneurship, cybersecurity. Um, so we just want to bring the right people to the table to, to talk about what we can do as an ecosystem um, and as a community, really, to, to push forward in some of these different areas. Um, and Alfia, thank you for, for spreading the newsletter. Thank you for uh, mentioning the upshot. Like, there's a really a lot of great things to be celebrated in Baltimore. A lot is happening, yeah. Um, and, so, and so we want to uplift those stories. You know, we mm -hmm. want to talk about people who look like you and I who are doing mm -hmm. phenomenal things. Right. Um, and, you know, allies that are that are building diverse and inclusive companies in Baltimore. And there's there's many, many great stories to share. We intend to share them broadly around Baltimore at first, but then to get them out into the nationally and internationally as well. So we talked a little bit about obviously your first year. Now let's talk about where Upsearch is going. Could you share some of the short term goals that you have and maybe some of the long term as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I would say the first year for us was a lot about building community um, and and sort of bringing people to the table um, around this effort. And so um, we couldn't be more pleased with the number of people who just got plugged in, participated, um, and became and and really became part of what is, I believe, a culture shift towards you know really wrapping our arms around being the world's most inclusive innovation economy. Um, so year two is now taking all of those priorities that we talked about earlier, um, mapping them to the resources and, and people and networks that we have within the city, 
and seeing how many of those we can accomplish. Um, and so it's about convening the right groups. It's about, um, you know, putting some of the pilots that we talked about in place, um, making sure that we're moving the needle, so to speak, in, in all of those different 18 categories that we mentioned or, or sectors that we mentioned. Um, so right now we're doing a lot of work in relation to talent development and pathways, um, working on summer internship programs, um, job matching to skills instead of uh, degrees and pedigree, right? Reshaping how corporations and startups are thinking about hiring, um, engaging with um, everywhere from high schoolers all the way through college students to, to adults about different certification programs, internship programs, apprenticeship programs, you know, working with directly with companies, um, trying to draw right connections between them and in the investment community, uh, them and the local corporate community in terms of how corporations might support innovation and, and the startup community. So it is now bringing all of those networks and resources that we've, and, and goodwill and good faith, if you will, that we've acquired in the first year to bear on some, some specific projects. You mentioned a lot. I do have to say, I'm really interested in a couple of things that you mentioned. One, uh, your partnership with organizations when it relates to hiring, because I think everybody's aware of the great resignation, whatever you want to call it, and you know, people leaving their jobs. And hiring now is such a busy, um, I, I feel almost like salesy, if you will. It, it kind of takes a little bit of a sales pitch right now. And we're seeing it uh, in the in the IT community and basically just across the board. So could you talk a little bit about that, about those efforts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it makes me think of, uh, I think LinkedIn did, did a survey um, about the workforce and the finding was that by January 1, 2019, one in 17 or one in 16 um, folks were, maybe even more, one in 67 were remote workers. Mm -hmm. And now it's like one in seven, right? So everyone is saying, even if you your company is local to your geography, a lot mm -hmm. of those companies closed up their offices mm -hmm. and said, we're gonna go entirely remote. Um, so then people made the argument, does place really matter? Um, some people were saying, no, I still think yes. I think I still think people want to be part of an inclusive and thriving community, whether they're remote workers or not. So we're definitely thinking about the workforce, sort of the untethering of the workforce um, and hiring and how building a community can matter, whether people are um, sort of working for a company that's located in their geography or not. We're also thinking about, you know, how companies can hire and scale um, and make it more about the skills that people have acquired over the years than either the pedigree that they come from or the degrees that they hold. I don't know about you guys, but I know plenty of people with, you know, acronyms behind their names that might not be well suited for, for a role in tech. I also know that there are a ton of non-technical roles within the tech economy that plenty of people have transferable skills in. I could not code if, it, if my life depended on it. <laughs> I, my degree is in communications. I am a relationship builder, which lends itself towards sales. I can manage a sales process. I would rather not. Uh, and, and now I have the opportunity to just connect people, which is, which is sort of my natural talent. There are so many opportunities in this sector, in the knowledge economy, that so many Baltimoreans are ready for, are hungry for, 
they just need clear pathways and on ramps into those opportunities. So we're very intent on sort of upskilling, reskilling, um, and getting Baltimoreans prepared as we grow this part of the economy. And that's what makes me most excited is, is that we're going to have an opportunity to put people in, um, you know, jobs that can scale in wages, that can provide for families, you know, that can help people develop their own neighborhoods and, and sort of grow their communities as we grow this part of the economy. That's very important because you mentioned a couple of things. So upscaling, basically developing beyond their knowledge. And like you mentioned, there are some some people with letters behind their names that you know don't correlate to today's market where you have a, a ton of jobs that are open, but you know, where do you fit all those people that are looking for that flexibility? And like you were mentioning, that remote working environment that basically like you said, one out of seven people right now are working from home. That's that's a very high number of people. Yeah, very much so. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the faster that we sort of come to that realization and lean into strategies to attract people, um, but also, you know, as we move through or, or understand or get better at navigating COVID, have opportunities for people to come together and convene. Uh, I didn't mention this as an early success because it's ongoing, but one of the best things that has happened as we built community is Equitech Tuesday. I mean, every Tuesday at Alma Cocina from 6 to 9 p.m., people connected to the tech community come together to meet one another, hear about what everyone is working on, find opportunities to connect, collaborate, um, and support. It's very founder heavy. You'll have investors there. You have people who run incubators and accelerators, folks connected to universities, PhD students, you know, local tech talent. A lot of people are starting to, to meet and, and get to know the different companies that are out there, the different opportunities that are out there, and have an opportunity for some of those random collisions that need to happen to generate more innovation and, and at a faster rate. Sounds like an interesting opportunity for anyone out there who's looking to make connections definitely a great way to start making those. I want to get people connected to you. So how can people or organizations get involved with Upsurge Baltimore? Yeah, great question. Al Althea already mentioned our newsletter, The Upshot. If you haven't signed up to get that, please do. You can go to www.upsurgebaltimore.com, click on connect with us or stay in touch with us. It's a quick sort of uh, form you can fill out to you know, stay in touch with us and, and get the newsletter. The other thing I would encourage people to do is create a profile on Be More Tech Connect. Go to baltimore.tech, follow a few short steps, um, and create your own profile on, on, on Be More Tech Connect. It's for students looking for internship opportunities, uh, graduating students looking for jobs, hiring managers looking for tech talent, local tech talent looking to upskill, and there's a way that you can communicate directly with people, get matched to certain jobs and organizations that might fit your, your skill set. So we're, we're very excited about that. It hasn't had an official launch quite yet, but even in the soft launch, it started to gain momentum. So we're very excited about where that platform is going to go and how people can use that to navigate the Baltimore tech community. All right. Well, you heard it from Corey. Go to www.upsearchbaltimore.com to find more about Upsearch Baltimore. And with that, we'd like to thank Corey Bailey from Upsearch Baltimore and Mosher Consulting's very own Althea Stevens for being with us today. Thanks, Angel. <laughs> Thanks, Angel. Thanks, Corey. We appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Absolutely.
Ask You Anything will be back next week with another episode continuing to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody. 